Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning, good Friday morning, and uh, welcome to the program. We've got a just a jam-packed program lined up for you. Nathan Powell and Michael Powell will be with us. In the, when we get into the program, we're going to talk about some reasons why you need to do some strategic planning and the whole idea behind setting up those great New Year's resolutions and why they don't work. So you got to stay with us because it's going to be one of those programs that I'm kind of I'm going to sit back and listen to these guys because I have a few of those minor problems, Art, that I always say I'm going to do and, and I don't. And we won't go into those. That's a personal thing, and I don't want to be that transparent. I was going to say, speak for yourself. <laughs> my, my resolutions always work. Well, sure they do. I can tell. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, I got some property for you in Arizona, too. <laughs> yeah, right. It's oceanfront. That's your oceanfront. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, one of the things that, um, I, that I, you know, we're in the middle of the holiday season, Christmas shopping and all those things. I really a statistic recently that talked about people. In fact, it said 62% of the people that go shopping now mm-hmm. that feel bad, they're sick, uh-huh. they still get up and go shopping. Really? I mean, even though you've, so just be careful, you're shaking a lot of hands during the shopping season, you're grabbing doors mm-hmm. and stuff. Just remember, six out of 10 of those people that felt bad that morning still got up and went shopping. Ah. So be careful with that. <laughs> By the way, this past week, as you know, it was uh, we celebrated the 74th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I was there a couple of years ago. and uh, Oh, I was about to panic there. I thought you were no, saying no. you were actually <laughs> yeah. there. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Come on. You know, we, let's go to the second half of the program. I mean, so quick, so quick. You're quick on your feet this morning, too. But, you know, I, that is a place that you go, and it is so – I mean, I haven't had the chance to go to the world. Trade Center yet. Mm. That's on my bucket list, and I am going there. I have been to it when it was just a big hole. I haven't been to it since it's now the memorial. But Pearl Harbor, the memorial there, the Arizona, and I I was standing on the edge looking out over the water, and you could see the ship, and all of a sudden, you know, you even got that bubble of oil that just still... And I don't know if somebody's down there doing that or not, or it's still coming, but that sent cold chills over me, man. I mean, just to realize what took place, 133 planes and Mm. an hour and 15 minutes and brought us into World War II. I know. It's a, it's a beautiful memorial. It's a it beautiful is. tribute. It is a wonderful memorial for what we're talking about. By the way, Janet Yellen says she's going to raise the rates. She's got a meeting, two-day meeting next week. And there's mm-hmm. more than 75% of the people today says she will probably raise rates. Think it'll happen before the end of the year? Yeah, I think so. I think, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, if you think about it, more than nine years ago, it, you know, the Fed did their interest rate. If they do it next week, following the two-day meeting, the last time we did that was 3,457 days ago in 629.06. 
is when we saw the last interest rate hike. Wow. So that's, uh, you know, and the market seems to have figured that in a little bit. Uh, in fact, to give you kind of a thought, the last time the Fed began to rate tightening cycle, that's uh, when they start that little uptick, you know, and the thing. It was back in June of 04. That was 11 and a half years ago. In the six months following the date, June of 04, uh, the uh, S&P 500 gained 7.2% in total return over that period of time. Now, let me say this quickly. That is not a guarantee of the past, future returns. It doesn't have anything to do with anything except it's a statistic yeah. to tell you that, you know, most of the time the market kind of figures things out and works around it. And we'll be uh, talking about that in a couple of weeks about really what's going on and how we are going to think about 2016. But before we do that, I want these guys to know I'm looking forward to this program. And if you've ever had the thought and the mindset that you wanted to do something, whether it's a, whether it's a you know, you're going to sit down and you're trying to set up this New Year's resolution. I go and work out at this place and I'm a regular at a place art. And in January, all the regulars laugh at how all of a sudden we can't get on the equipment because there's 785 people there. Now, by February the 1st, it's back down to the 30 of us that are there on a regular basis. So you know what I'm talking about. You yep. procrastinate. You set things back and you forget this. Well, these guys, Nathan Powell, Michael Powell, they're going to walk us through some strategies about reasons why you need a financial plan and why, what keeps you from doing the action steps to actually make that happen. So stay with us. It's a program that you do not want to miss. I'll be back right after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the midst South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I have two people in the office. In the office, well, like kind of maybe the morning office on Friday mornings. When you think, <laughs> Art, is that pretty good? Yeah, not, you know, at least I feel like it's the office every now and then. I come in. George gives me a hard time when I come in. So hey, it's the office. I got it. I got it. But we do have two guys, Nathan Powell and Michael Powell. They're guys at the office financial planning at our office in Shoemaker Financial, and they're dedicated to really helping people work through the process, the process of strategically thinking through the planning process of working out the ideas behind what they're trying to do. And so I've invited these guys to help us because, you know, we do a lot of 
It's kind of the end of the year, and everybody says, well, I I just wished I'd have done this this past year. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. I wish I'd have done this. You know, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. You remember all those things. Well, I thought it would be good for us to kind of go through the process, some of the reasons why you need to do the strategic thinking for a plan, the strategic thinking for trying to decide financially a roadmap that you're working on. So I know you have those issues. I know we all have those issues. And so let me introduce to these guys, Nathan Powell, Michael Powell. They're financial advisors at Shoemaker Financial. Welcome to the program, guys. Hey, thanks for having us this morning. Appreciate it. And it should also be known, Nathan Powell, Michael Powell. I love the guy, but no relation. Oh, you look like No relation relation. at all. (laughs) I appreciate that being the uh, (laughs) The little bit advanced in age. I appreciate it. We like to think so. One of you has hair and the other one does not. Oh, that's a low blow. (laughs) (laughs) We're just showing the before and after. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, guys, here's the thing. Let me start with you, Michael, because I I really think that, that so many times people... Why do you need a plan? Why, why is it when you sit down with a young couple today, I know if I talk to a 60-year-old, they've got a mindset. They're thinking about what they should have done. But let's take that 30-year-old couple that's got new kids. What are the, some of the reasons why you need to help them understand the need for a strategy? Well, one big thing is to help protect yourself and your family from any financial risk. And a financial risk, for example, would be I I can't protect you from any risk that you face in life. I mean, no one can, but I can provide tools and services that can protect you from suffering a potential financial loss. Well, wait a minute. Let, me, let me stop here a second. You're saying basically you're not attempting to go through this process and say, well, I'm going to cover all the risks and things. You're not going to take care of that. You just say, you're saying if you have these risks, right. what are some of the risks you're talking about? Well, there's five big ones that we like to talk about. One is job loss, illness, injury lawsuits, and the big one is death. Sure, sure. How many times do you feel like when you're talking to someone that they admit that those are going to, those are real issues? Nathan, what do you think? Is that something that you see? (laughs) I think it's uh, something that's always in the back of someone's mind, but it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to talk about. It's difficult to think about those realities. So, you know, one of the, you know, big important roles of an advisor is to bring those hard conversations to the table and, you know, drive that conversation and make sure that people are, you know, looking at reality through the right glasses. Now let's let's talk about that for a second because I think you hit on a point there, Nathan. Both of you, Michael. Both of you did. The reality being, a client, a person that we're talking to right now, no one wants to deal with those issues because they sometimes we put it off and say it's going to happen to the guy across the street mm-hmm. or the guy down the street. It's not going to happen to me. Uh, but we know that our job, which makes it kind of tough that, you know, you got to help a person think through that process of why this is something you have to plan for. We hope, as you said, you know, Michael, you hope it never happens. Right. But 
you have to think through it. You have to discuss it. What What are some of the, the experiences that you've had, uh, Michael, working with people? Do you help them think through it? Or what do you do? Yeah, usually you, when you walk through the process of, you know, from now to the end of time of, of your life, uh, there's a lot of things that happen that, like you said, we don't think it's going to happen to us. But the one thing that I think is overlooked more than anything is um, an injury or illness, a loss of income, because that's what I mean, death is inevitable, but suffering from a disability of some sort and putting us out of work and losing our income, I think that is one of the most overlooked ones. I think you've got a good point there. And again, I think people probably, we know that mortgages, more people lose their homes due to you know disability, right. you know, long-term sickness or a car accident, than they do death. We have a tendency to think death, so we know that, so we focus on death, we focus on life insurance, but disability insurance becomes a huge huge thought process. Yeah, I mean, you know, th think about this. I mean, you're well, a lot of times people think their you know, greatest financial asset could be their their house, their 401k. You know, they, they think in these tangible you know concepts, but in reality, it, you know, your ability to earn an yeah, income and yeah. provide for your family and goals and your children is can outweigh all of those. It's all that know, human life account. value that you're talking Absolutely. about that generate mm -hmm. that ability to generate an income, the ability to generate you know a certain amount of income over a period of time, and that can be taken away from me. I, I tell everybody. That this. If you can take your paycheck and put it in your kitchen knife drawer for six months and you still don't have to worry about it. In other words, every time you get paid, put that you know in the, in the knife drawer and don't touch it. If you can do that, you're doing great. Sure. I mean, that oh, means, yeah. yeah. So, But most people can't do that. In fact, yeah. that brings me to another thought on the strategy, personal debt. How do you deal with personal debt with, with people, Michael? I mean, I know, I know you listen to a lot of the pundits on radio, Dave Ramsey being one. Mm -hmm. Boy, he drives home that get rid of debt. How do we deal with it from a financial plan? Well, most people, that is a huge goal. I think nine times out of ten, I hear one of the bigger goals of doing a strategy is paying off the house. Paying the house off. Okay. And uh, either it's someone exiting a professional school wanting to get rid of student loans or paying off the house at an early age. That way they can focus more on retirement. The big mindset I see a lot, and I think we should encourage more people to do, is to go from owing money to owning money. I like that building up and in my opinion obviously the faster you eliminate personal debt the faster you can accumulate assets for retirement and a better lifestyle all right so when you guys are, are working with the with someone and i'm thinking of the person listening right now that's thinking all right i'm listening i'm hearing strategies first and foremost you're saying all right i want to help you protect yourself it's kind of like a pyramid and this is the foundational mm -hmm. part yeah. of the pyramid i'm going to protect you should some catastrophic some you know, that crisis that occurs that you just can't imagine happening, but it could. That's the first part. That's the first thing you work on. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, you, you don't want to put the, the cart before the horse. Right. You know, if, if you think of it as a pyramid and, you know, some protection is down there, you know, as one of the base stones, if something happens and you're And so you didn't focused, do that. Yeah, it's all going to crumble in on itself and leave you in a worse spot. I hope, I hope people were. that are listening get that because yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I know when I'm counseling someone, they, they kind of want to jump to that sexy part. Let's go to the investing side. Yep. or. Yep. Or whatever. And I'm thinking if we can help them understand that we want to go there, too. 
But we also have a responsibility with that person to guide them through the financial process. And that process starts, first and foremost, with the foundation. Second part of that, as you said, Michael, was to get out of debt and not, not waste time. I love the thought that you said owing money. Versus owning money. Mm-hmm. You want to get them to the point where they own money. And that's a start process. It could be the 401k or it could be just setting aside 1%. I read so much about people that, you know, want to do that. And we'll mm-hmm. talk some about why they don't in the second half of the program. Sure. But we know procrastination is <laughs> one of the biggest ones. We'll talk we'll about some there. of the ways to stop procrastination. In fact, if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Nathan Powell and Michael Powell. We're talking about some reasons why you want to think through some financial strategy for 2016. Get started. You know, it's like it's it's all of a sudden December, almost December the 31st, and you said last January, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that financially. And it's January almost, and you didn't do it. So we're trying to help you understand some, you know, a system, a, a way, a strategy. But we're going through some of the reasons why you need that. Michael, give me give me another reason why, why people need to to think through this process. One interesting one, I think, is because you might live a long, long time. Do you think like... Wait a minute. Might. (laughs) Might. Might. Okay, I get that. That means I don't know. We don't know how long we're going to live, obviously. Only one person I know really knows that. Really knows, and that's right. And God doesn't... He hasn't sent me my message yet. But but history shows, and also medical technology shows us that life expectancy is going to increasingly go up. And that's something that I hope people are preparing for because this factor is important because we're trying to determine how much money we're going to need in retirement. What's our lifestyle going to be like and how long that's going to last? We don't really want to outlive our money. That's true. (laughs) Obviously, that's something that we don't want to do. We need to plan for 30 to 40 years if we decide to retire at age 65, 60. Yeah. You you may have heard of the um, old Sondheim musical funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Many people have probably heard of that. That's good. You know, you could say a funny thing happened on the way to living Living longer, right? You know, I mean, it's gone into the days of you know, retiring at 65 with a little pension, dying at 70, 72. I mean, we're looking well into a 20, What's the number? What's the name? What's the age now that you do, guys? When you're sitting down talking with somebody your age, what are you talking about as far as the length of time they need to think about? At a minimum, age 90. You know, 90? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind uh, of you crazy know, now, I've been doing it. this a little while, and so I can remember. Literally, you talked about it. And I think what I want you to understand, if you're listening, is that, that it's one of those things to talk about living a long time. But I now have clients that are in their 90s that I promise you that when I started working with them 35, 40 years ago, that was not their mindset, not even close. I mean, they looked at that 65 retirement, 70. I mean, I just talked to one yesterday. He's been a client for literally 35 years. I mean, he used to he played golf up. I mean, every day he still plays golf every day, though, up until 85 and still drives. He's 92 years old and is in great health. And my my Mimi and my Papa are in their late 90s. My Papa is still driving. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And so people have to come to grips with that. It's not something that we used to imagine or think about. It's real. Mm-hmm. And when you when you talk about a person stop 
whopping work at 66, 68, maybe 70. I mean, now you're talking about an additional 20 years where you're not accumulating dollars. What you've accumulated up to that point, you've got to live on. And that can be tough if you haven't done the planning. So, Michael, what you're talking about is thinking through a strategy. And that's a part of the process of knowing that you've got to do some planning with that. Absolutely. Well, I think that's important. And again, if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Michael Powell and Nathan Powell. They were quick to tell you that they're not brothers and they're not twins, <laughs> you know. And uh, I can tell you, one's very, very smart, and the other, well, the other one's here. So, um, oh, we'll just, uh, thanks. <laughs> I wonder who that one is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's no way anybody will ever know what I'm thinking. But I'm just kidding, guys. You know that. I guess I want to know number four. Give me number four, Michael, and Timmy, help me out because I know. We all deal with this. We just thought about living a long time in the age. But, boy, here's another one that you deal with every day with the 30-year-olds. Yeah, um, to paying the cost of raising children. That's enormous. It's huge. I remember when my kids finally went off and were gone, left, they graduated from college. I got a raise. Yeah. <laughs> a big raise. I mean, they were no longer dependents, you know. And by the way, if they ever thought about coming back, I said, not a chance, you know. Right. But oh, that's yeah. a hard thing. Oh, yeah. My parents are getting that raise, too, right now. <laughs> I'm one of three. Yeah, my sister's they, out. They sent me a letter and said, hey, way to go, Jim. Yeah, he's like, oh, we got one more, so. Yeah. We'll just keep going from there. But according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, I mean, a person, a baby that was born in 2008 for a high income family, that baby could cost you over four hundred eighty three thousand dollars. Now, let's make sure this is the who's what's the high the high income families of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Okay, so they're saying, oh, that's a lot of money. $483,000. $483,000. And that's on the high end. I would say not every family is obviously going to spend that much on their child, but this is just talking about the first 17 years. This ain't even including the 18 going on to college, college and, and you know, so, weddings. So, and Okay. I think we have to keep that in mind, guys. It cost of so, – so planning is a part of what you do when you're working with a couple that you're thinking or an individual who's got children, single mom, single dad, is the cost of raising children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, that is not easy to do. No. Uh, give me – if we're going to talk about raising children, then you just mentioned that doesn't include that $483,000 doesn't include paying for college. But that is one of the plans that you have to think about, right? Yes, it is. And I see a lot of more, lot more parents and grandparents being more aware of that factor, especially with college, um, helping pay for that, whether it's just tuition, room and board, books, the list goes on and on. But the earlier you save for college, obviously, the better you are in the long run. But it's estimated that for a baby born in 2010, with them going to college in 2028, it's going to exceed over $250,000 for an in-state school. And that's a very high number. 250000 So, Art, that means you don't wait till that child is in, you know, the 10th grade and decide to plan. You start planning the day. So let's go back, guys, because here's, here's the thought. You're, you're, you're sitting down with someone. They're, you're in their office. They're in your office, and, and you've you got the, the husband and wife, and they've got children. 
what are some of the issues, and Nathan, I'm asking you this, what are some of the issues that people resist? When, when, why do they resist some of the thought process that you guys work with? I mean, it's a human nature to, to feel like, well, these guys are trying to sell me something. And I, right, and I understand right. that. We, we work with that every day. And yet you guys are working through a process that, is, that may not in any form or fashion be a product-oriented. You're just sure. trying to get them started because right. we know that if we can help get someone started in the planning process, we're building a long-term client. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great, great point. You know, and for anyone listening out there today, it's important to know that when we sit down with a client, it's it's more about. I mean, you mentioned this word earlier, strategy, and strategy can have you know multiple levels of implementation. It doesn't mean that you have to you know implement every single thing right off the bad. And I mean, that can be very overwhelming for a client if they come in and there are various recommendations and there could be eight or nine things listed out there. It's, you know, it's one of our job is to you know lock arms with our clients and help them prioritize and look and say, okay, what can we at least get started today? Because if we keep procrastinating, I'm sure we'll talk about procrastination, talk in, about a procrastination in a minute. Yeah. But you know, if we keep putting things off, then we're never going to get ahead. It's better to have a little something than nothing at all. Well, that's one of the things when we come back, how do you help someone start the process? We know there's obstacles. We know that. We understand that. So I want you to listen to us. When we come back, You, I want you to understand that we identify obstacles that every person that walks in our door has. We know that. And we've tried to work you with you to help you get past that. It's much better for us to do that for you than for us to come back to you. You come back in 10 years or 15 years and you haven't done anything. Stay with us because we're going to talk about four obstacles to beginning the process of doing a strategy. Thank you and stay with us. We'll be back after this. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Remember, financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, again, we're talking with Nathan Powell and Michael Powell, and we're talking about reasons why you you need to do that strategy at the end of the year, that financial, building that financial roadmap. And, you know, we just we covered that you need to protect yourself and your family against those financial risks, those, those crises that occurred. And Michael did a good job talking about the fact that some of those can be anything from job loss, illness, injury, death, lawsuits. I mean, think about it, lawsuits. No one thinks that they're ever going to get lost. Sued, but it can happen simply because of a mistake that you made or maybe an accident or something. And those are risks that you're generally thinking about. Then you have to sit down and say, okay, how do I avoid? What do I do? So that's why you have a financial strategy. That's why you plan around the crisis. Eliminating personal debts, the second thing he talked about. And also because we live so long today, you know, guys, you know this. I mean, I was diagnosed with cancer eight years ago. Um, and I 
promise you that, you know, the thought process is not about whether or not I have cancer. That's not the issue. But the reality is my cancer is one of those that if you'd have been diagnosed 25 years ago, in fact, mm-hmm. they told me this 30 years ago, they'd have said, okay, that's uh, you got this and uh, it's 18 months and uh, good luck. Yeah. And today wow. with the stem cell transplant and the medication and the stuff that they got coming out, I pr- the doctor told me the other day, he said, you're probably going to die of something else. And that's the living long. So that's what we're talking about. So people have to plan around that process. Mm -hmm. I know we look at a lot of mortality tables, and I have a a nine-year-old grandson. And, uh, you know, look at all my grandkids. The youngest grandson is three. And then I have the fives and the two eights and the nine. Mm -hmm. So I got them all in there. I can't just talk about one of them. (laughs) That's right. You know, I got to get them all. all That's right. Why don't we do the slides? So, you know, (laughs) sorry, got to tie it up there on Southern Downs. But those, you know, those kids today, I look at mortality tables for that three-year-old, mm-hmm. 125, age Unreal. 125. Wow. And, I, you know, it's because of the way that they're projecting what medical, you know, science is going to do sure. to living longer. And we're just healthier. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the nature of the beast, so we yeah. have to plan around that. But, you know, you talked about cost of raising children. And then, Michael, you said $250,000 to pay for college. And yes. I'm going to say this, guys. If you're going to spend that kind of money, which I remember I did that for two, and uh, I know it was very expensive then, and it's very expensive now. It's going to be expensive. In fact, they were talking about that $250,000 by the time you're 2028. You need a strategy for that. You can't just let that happen. No, you can't avoid that. And so thinking through that process means to get off of our behind sometimes and take the initiative to say, I've got to come up with a plan. And so... As we talked at the beginning of the hour, we talked about those New Year's resolutions, and <laughs> and Art was very quick to inform us that he had come, done every one of those he's worked Very on. impressive. Very impressive. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I could say something, but I am not. <laughs> I am going to avoid. I'm star- My New Year's resolution is not to cut Art down. How's there you that? Go. <laughs> <laughs> or him cut me down. How about that? I was just thinking. But here you go. The New Year, here's the thought process, guys. Procrastination is the number one reason why people don't do things. Last week we were talking to Kurt Sarnowski about Social Security. And I can tell you that program, he gave us a date. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, you got to have this done by, and he gave us a date, said March the 30th. And if you don't have it done by the end, you lose it. Well, shucks. I mean, phones ring off the wall. People get excited. They got to do this. I was talking to the Social Security administration this past week. They said they've never been busier because all of a sudden they've been people have been procrastinating. But now they've said that's the date. Yeah. So why is it that procrastination, Nathan, is such a big problem? You know, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a great question. I think the a great answer for it is a, is kind of a, a funny quote. You know, if you ever heard someone say one of these days, I'm going to get help from my procrastination problem. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, exactly one right. One of these days, you know, it's a, I think it's an, it's an internal struggle. You know, it's one of those issues that it's hard for it to be tangible. You can't 
put your hands around it. It's something that's been internalized a lot of time through habits and, you know, probably not the best of habits. Well, I went through college with a phenomenal ability to procrastinate. You and me both. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think everybody I mean, did. At I one mean, point. it's one of those. I think they teach it. It's class procrastination class 101. And it did. It formed a habit. And let's let's do this. We're going to take a break. I want Rebecca to tell us the Mid-South moment, read that to us and, and, and give us. But when we come back, I really want you to dive into how do you overcome procrastination? Because I think for, for I know for me, it's critical. And you've got some great steps. Both of you do. How do you overcome procrastination? That's what we're talking about when we come back. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. When Dr. Lemuel Diggs began his medical career at UT Memphis, the city had the highest maternal death rate in the country. When Dr. Diggs investigated the matter, he discovered that in most cases, the patients had bled to death. To stop this tragedy from continuing, he proposed the creation of a blood bank. He believed having refrigerated blood in maternity hospitals would save the lives of countless mothers, and he was right. Despite the clear need for such a project, the university did not have the funding for it. When Diggs appealed to the city, responsibility for the project was referred back to the university. The local community rallied around Diggs and provided him the equipment to open a blood bank in 1938. It was the first in Memphis and the South, and the fourth in the country. This blood bank rapidly became a leader in the processing of plasma, and techniques perfected there dramatically improved the efficiency of hospital procedures, saving countless lives. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, you know, one of the things we've been talking about, to those that you know that you're dealing with this, and you know who you are, you know that you deal with this every day. You know, I mean, we all do. But some of us suffer from this problem more than others. And what I've asked these guys to do is to, because when they sit down with a client in their office, they're dealing with this every day. And it's so easy to fall into this thought process. But, guys, you've got something of a, a, strat- a system, you might say. And it's not original. You guys. I don't know where we got it, but we use it. But mm-hmm. but I want you to, we call it SMART, the acronym SMART. Yes. And it kind of gets us started. So, Michael, start with what SMART start with the S part? Specific. What do you mean by be specific? When you're talking about goals, whether it's I want to lose weight or I want to retire early, you got to be specific with what that really is. If I want to lose weight, what should it be? Uh, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, or retirement, retirement early? What is that? Is that 55? Is that 53? Yeah. Or is that 60? You know, I, I heard someone say this one time that people that are not specific like that, it gives them an out. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't if you're not specific. Well, I'm okay. I got three pounds. I, I just said lose weight, you know, and that. Or uh, I'm, I'm going to have ten thousand dollars for college education. Well, no, I just said money, you know, and I think that's a problem. Yeah, you know, that made me think of you know I have a digital scale in my bathroom. You know, that will go through the blank point five or blank point <laughs> seven. We won't get into those specifics, but you know, if you if you're not very specific with what that weight loss goal could right. be. You know, you might step on the scale. It was 0.7 last week, and now it's 0.6. Yeah. And then you say, hey, hey. I accomplished my goal. Where Small you know, was that Was yeah. that really what I was aiming for? Well, that for? leads no. me into the M. What does the M stand for? The M is measurable. Okay. You know, you, you got to, any goal has to be measurable. You know, you can't just throw an arbitrary, if we go back to weight. You know, you don't right. want to just have an arbitrary, nebulous weight loss, you know, ideal, but, you know, give yourself a specific, what is that blank mm. going to be before the 0.5 or before the 0.6? All right. So we're talking about specific goals. We're talking about measurable goals. And the A is a what? Attainable. Okay. So something I can do. I'm yes. going to lose 50 pounds. <laughs> not going to happen. You no. know, I mean, uh, not, not healthy anyway, if I try to do that. Might not need to. Not mean, <laughs> oh, you're so good. You're so good. He could have, oh, that he could have thrown that out there differently than that too but it has to be attainable so when you're thinking about a financial goal it has to be one that's because you know what i I think that's so important guys people that get this mindset of what they're out there and they're thinking if it's not attainable they really don't get passionate about it Mm, absolutely and that's a problem that's a problem a lot of people all right what's the r repeatable all right what does that mean (laughs) that means repeatable repeatable (laughs) repeatable right obviously you can do it over and over again. You know, I mean, let, let's think about just he's quick today. He's pretty quick. <laughs> something as simple as allocating, you know, ten bucks a month, twenty five bucks a month. You know, I mean, you don't want to just dive into the deep end all of a sudden and you know back yourself into a corner where you're going to really put a lot of financial strain on yourself. But it's you know those baby steps that you know you're going to be able to do month in, month out, week in, week out. You know, you know you, you could get up and walk around the block three days a week. That's, there you go. You know, that's a very repeatable thing as long as it's not raining. You right. Know, but you have an umbrella, right. hopefully. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, the umbrellas that we look at for our clients is, you know, the protection and that advice. You know, one of the things that I know my wife works, and she's a personal trainer, and she does a lot with, you know, heart patients and things like that. And they talk about the reality of sustainable mm-hmm. and means, same thing, repeatable, sure. just the fact that you can sustain it. How many people go to the gym in January and they're going to work out for an hour and a half, and they're going to lift 2,872 pounds and all this stuff, and they get injured because that was not repeatable. Sure. That was not sustainable. And it's the same thing if you've got a financial strategy. Well, I can save $250 a month. No, you can't. It's our job to help a client, help that person that's trying to work through this process to come up with, number one, a specific goal, number two, one that's measurable, one that they can you know, reach, set that goal that they can attain it and they can repeat it but what's the t for it's time bound okay uh, there's got to be a timeline on basically every goal that we have like going back to weight loss again i want to lose 15 pounds but 
when? Like, how? What's that time? It could be fifteen years. <laughs> I mean, I could probably do that with fifteen years. But uh, just setting up a timeline for you and being able to schedule that out. I, I think one of the things that you guys do an excellent job. I know. I know we take for granted that everybody knows smart because it's something we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that don't think that way. It's not natural to think that way. That you want to be specific. That you. But now you guys do something with your clients that I think is so critical because we kind of talk about it a little bit about that accountability thought process. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, help <laughs> me out for this because I think we talked about this earlier yes, about. Um, <laughs> You know, you set a goal, and there's a particular lady that says this is what the goal has to be, and she's your accountability partner. Absolutely. So my beautiful wife, Ashley, and although she's a teacher, so she's not listening, listening right, right now, now right? maybe the first graders are But she'll listen to the advice. podcast later on. A hundred percent she will. But, you know, it's funny to think about, you know, when you're, you're single and you have these goals, you know, no one's really affected. And, you know, Ashley, for me, you know, my goal is now – her goal, right. more or less. And right. you know, I want it to be, you know, right. I want to, you know, allow her to live the lifestyle that, that she wants and for our, our children. And, you know, so she is definitely the person that is, you know, that I'm accountable to, you know, I'll come home and she'll say, all right, Nate, did you execute this or that or the other? You told me you were going to be doing this. Right. And, you know, whether it's a honeydew list or whether it's, it's something, you know, at work. something at work, a hundred percent, you know sure. I mean? It's, it's great to have somebody watching your back. Number one, and holding you to what you set out to do. Well, I think, Michael, too, when we think about it from a standpoint of being single, that's not as easy, but we we build people around us. I mean, I used to do a lot of counseling with a lot of single parents, a lot of single people that said, hey, I don't want to wait till this been a time out here to do something. And I would tell them, okay, I will be your accountability partner, or let's build a team around you that you can meet with, whether it's trying to get out of debt, you know, trying to manage a 401k plan. I'm going to be disciplined with that. It's the it's building people around them to help them. Right, and I've used my accountability partners, my dad. Usually, yep, that's good. Even if it's the little things, like it was like two or three weeks ago, he was getting me to. Uh, change over my licenses and uh, my tags and Tennessee and stuff. He texts me almost every day to get it done. <laughs> and I'll tell you, having somebody like that that just that is, hound you yeah, to get it done, it, great. it helps. Well, let me say this to those of you that may not have a person like, you know, you know Michael's dad or Ashley, Nate's wife. And I think the reality is if you're trying to build a plan, find somebody, build that accountability group. Maybe it's the group that you go out to eat with. Maybe it's the group that you go but a church with or something, but get somebody that says, hey, I will help you. I will help you be and I will be your accountability department to get something done. Yeah, you know, and thinking about it in just terms of what Michael and I do day in and day out, you know, we... In a, in a certain sense, act as an accountability partner to our clients. You are the accountability because you meet with them once a month, in some cases more than once a month, I mean yeah. once a year, sometimes it's more twice a year. So they're saying to you, help me accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And we're there in their corner. Right. Well, when we come back, I am going to dive into procrastination and how do you overcome it. That's what I said earlier, but that's the next part of the program, procrastination and how do you overcome it. That's Michael and Nathan Powell. They're going to Walk us through that in a very, very precise way. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. 
This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Remember, financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker financial it's not just the plan it's the results you're listening to talk money with jim shoemaker be sure to like us on facebook just search for shoemaker financial and now once again here's your host for talk money jim shoemaker and welcome back my guest today nathan powell and michael powell and we're talking about uh, strategies i mean it's kind of that end of year it's time you're thinking through the process of hey i should have done i could have done i would have done it's the time for new year's resolutions and we're tying it from a standpoint of saying what about financial strategy what about a financial idea that you had in january of this year and all of a sudden it's now december and you never implemented it maybe it was you needed to buy that long long term care insurance life insurance maybe it was to start that savings plan maybe it was to add more money to your 401k plan. You were going to add so you could get a higher match or whatever it was, but you didn't do it. We find so many people fight this one problem. And it's kind of like a problem that I think America, I think men, (laughs) women, you know, all of us fight this big word, procrastination. And so, guys, I want you to walk us through. Here you are. I've got a couple. They're, they're in the office. You know they have to go through this process, and they're procrastinating. They want to do it, but they're, it's a hard thing to do. So, Michael, you start with us. What's the first thing you try to share with them about procrastination? With all the things that we recommend and the, the plan in general, it can seem overwhelming, like Nathan said earlier in this uh, radio show. But one thing we want to help do is focus on starting rather than finishing, because we tend to focus on how long this task is going to take, whether it's uh, a home project or it is a financial concept. But we keep pushing those off just thinking about how long they really take. But once we get started in that process, the momentum starts building, which makes it easier to complete. Okay, so so you're talking about basically is start. I mean, just start. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe start baby steps. I mean, right. you know, we got, you know, Dave Ramsey says he starts with baby steps. Well, that's a good way of looking at it. Start with a little bit of parts of it. Don't try to, you know, so we've always heard this, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at a time. time. Yep. Well, of course, you know, so it's the same thing. At least you get started and uh, then then focus on the start part. Nathan, what's sure. number two? You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And, you know, it's important to, to know that, yeah, I mean, there, you need to have some pressure to make sure that, you know, you have the impetus to start and get something put in motion. But I think that it's human nature to... 
want to do something and do it right, you know, do it to the best of your ability and, you know, feel like you've got this huge weight on your shoulder. But, you know, it ties into that first step of at least starting, you know, as long as you can do that, that can, you know, relieve some of the pressure valve, you know, you're linking arms with someone else who's walking through the process with you. It can help to alleviate that pressure that you might be feeling. You know, I, I, I think a lot of people really struggle with perfection. Sure. They don't say they do, but they think, well, I want the plan to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And you and I know we all work on this all the time. The minute that we complete a plan, even though we like to think of it as a living and breathing plan, because the way we do a plan today, it is very proactive and very energetic, and it is it does move with the client. It's not just stagnant, done, and it's on the shelf. But it is one of those situations where you get to thinking through this, and you say, well, I want it to be perfect. I want to. If I need a million dollars of life insurance, I want a million dollars. You know, right. well, maybe you can't start that way. Right. Maybe you just take it a step at a time and, and work with it through that process. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a great great point. You know, it can be overwhelming, and you know, just to um, you know, not be too burdened down yeah. by you know all the things that you see in front of him. I mean, the elephant is just a great example. Yeah, that's a good point. Number three, Nathan, or no, it's you, it's you Michael. What number three? Blocking out distractions is a big one. Time and time again, we find things or moments in life that are going to take us away from what we're really trying to accomplish, whether it's a TV show that you want to watch and it's blocking you from getting things done, or it's just uh, a couple things that happen in life that we don't expect. But if you try and block out those distractions, whether it's locking yourself in a room, turning off the cell phone and laptop, and just honing in on what you want to do or just being able to eliminate all distractions, it's just making you more accomplishable. I, what it is. I think our job, too, with the client is when we come in and focus with them, we are eliminating the distractions. Sure. We're trying to say that's not important, this is, and we're kind of moving those things out. So we do help the client move forward from that. Number four. Number four, make yourself a date. I mean, it just goes back to to SMART. Make it measurable. Set a, a timetable. Be realistic about the timetable. And those are things that Michael and I can help a client determine is what is a realistic timetable. That way that the pressure doesn't build up and you're able to take action steps, but, you know, put, put a date to it. You know, I think that's, I I think so many times I I appreciate what you guys have done. I think you've walked through a couple of strategies and I, I, what I want to do is have you guys back because I know there's a lot of other financial strategies that we can talk about later on. So why don't we do this? We'll have you back in a couple of weeks and, and just tie this in because we need to do this around the new year because as you and I all know, people will have procrastinated all year and now they're trying to get it done because right. they did set a date and they got to get it done by yeah, December the, the 31st. Right. So I'll get you guys back on because I think there's some other things. I know that you've got some obstacles that people struggle with about wealth management and yep. financial planning and I want to talk mm-hmm. about that. But the last thing that you say when you talk about procrastination, focus on starting. That's rather than finishing. Don't place too much pressure on yourself. Block out distractions. Make yourself 
a date and have a friend hold you accountable. Guys, thank you so much for today's program. Happy to do Thanks, it. Thanks, Jim. Well, I want to thank, again, all of you that listen. We appreciate that. My producer and board operator is Art Frederick, guest and content coordination, Francis Fordner. Pro, pro, uh, see, product production assistant, I can't say production assistant today, is uh, Eleanor Moskovitz, Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier, and Drew Johnson. You know, it's been good to have you here Friday. I hope you have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, those, those, and happy holidays. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Jim Shoemaker, here every Friday helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Michael Powell, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. CBS News at the top of every hour and the most local talk in the Mid-South. This is AM 990 KWAM Memphis.